Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast episode 328. Shantae's here. I'm here. I'm Rashani. Um... So apparently, uh, we're unable to focus on more than one thing at a time. And, and that's gone from, um, us forgetting about the wall, um, which Donald Trump is still saying that we're going to build, but then he said he's going to build Mexico for it, which I don't know how that works. I didn't know that you could COD a wall. Um, also <laughs> there's pictures of people, uh, who have already taken a, uh, a saw and cut through the prototype wall that he has, um, down on the border. Um, but that we're, we're, we're unable to focus on the wall. We're unable to focus on white rapists. Um, we're unable to focus on the, on the playoffs, uh, because we're all worried about R Kelly and R Kelly, uh, had a get together, a, a appearance at a nightclub, uh, this past week. Um, for those of y'all who didn't listen to the previous episode, R Kelly, um, has been trash forever, but a lot of people somehow just found out when they did the surviving R Kelly, uh, documentary. And so while a lot of people were just finding out for the first time that R Kelly's trash, um, a lot more people were just going on Spotify and downloading his music or getting his music to support him. Um, and then there were people who, uh, when they found out that he was making an appearance at a local club, uh, went and bought out tickets to the club to support him there. Um, when women found out that R. Kelly, that the aura was at a club, um, uh, out in Chicago, one of them left a note saying, I wish he'd take me hostage. Um, it got shut down because somebody called the cops on him. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm here for that sort of stuff. I'm sorry. What? No, I was laughing. I didn't realize that it got, I, I heard that there was this whole thing and people were chanting and being very supportive. I did not know that it got uh, shut down. Yeah. Um, somebody called the cops. So, uh, he had to, uh, let me get the exact words on it, but somebody called the cops on him. So it had to be shut down real quick. Um, also his, his daughter is calling him a monster, which is accurate. Um, always, I, I always have wondered how, uh, when, when people say, what if you had a daughter, which I've always hated that, that. Like you have to try and make people think about the the women or the people in their lives in order for them to have empathy for others. But he actually has daughters and he's still doing this. So his eldest was like, he's a monster and then changed her name. And I'm like, I support that wholeheartedly. Um, also told him that he was a terrible father. Um, what did I do with that? 
Uh, Teray was accused of workplace sexual harassment. Uh, nobody's really surprised because he's always seemed like he was just one step ahead of a piece of shit. Here we go. Um, when Chicago found out that Arkell was making an appearance, the club quickly sold out. Uh, let me see. Can you hear that? It's probably going to show up on the recording. Dog you're what? It's one of those websites where whatever you do, music is going to show up automatically. No, I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear anything. Nothing popped. No, I didn't hear it. Um, so, yeah, that music was trash. Uh, apparently, somebody called into the... Um, called the cops and said that R. Kelly has a warrant for his arrest. So they oh, wow. came and shut the uh, event down. The website that I'm looking at uh, called the people who called the cops trolls and haters. So that shows you what side they're standing on, mm-hmm. which is alarming to me that media, there's still media sites that are still openly supporting R. Kelly. I'm like, if anybody should be a uh, defender of facts and and of public common sense, it should be the media, right? Yeah, you would think that. But at the same time, I mean, motherfuckers constantly uh, post what Donald Trump, uh, post Donald Trump's lies and don't even really rebut the shit. So I'm not, I'm really not surprised. Yeah, that's very true. Um, let me see what else happened in the past week. It's not a quick episode. I'm just trying to get everything that I could think of out of the way before. Oh, before we talk about this. So the owner of Amazon, Jeff Bezos or Bezos, Amazon, I just call him Jeff Prime. (laughs) Jeff Prime. Um, Jeff Prime is worth $140 billion. Jeff Prime is married. Jeff Prime didn't have $140 billion when he first got married. And so Jeff Prime married um, his his wife and they they didn't get a prenup and thought they were going to be together forever. And then Jeff Prime uh, kind of started showing his dick to other women. Like, literally, there's dick pics floating around of Jeff Prime. And so his wife uh, decided to divorce him, as she should. And so now Jeff Prime is 100 and, well, $70 billion lighter in the pocket. Okay, so it did get settled? Uh, no, he has to split it right down the middle, right? Isn't that how? Oh, no, it's just, no, it's just like everybody's saying like, okay, he's going to have to do it. And it's, and it's make, and I'm just, I thought it, oh, I didn't know I read, it was confirmed. He's not going to contest it at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's not going to contest it because I think he knows how much worse it could get. Sure. Um, or, or maybe it's more amicable than we think it is. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. You just never, I, I guess, well, one, I, I heard someone say that it is amicable because there was all this hoopla about uh, the fact that she's going to get, you know, quote unquote, half. And people, I think, were projecting how they would feel if somebody took half of their money, you know, 
when it's possible that these two people, even though their relationship is fucked up, you know, like as far as like they're going to get a divorce, he was sleeping with his friend and, and all this different kind of stuff. The money stuff may not be as contentious as we think it is or we think it would be if it was us. I want it to be hella contentious. I want it to be like petty contentious. Like <laughs> I want her to open up a company and call it Bamazon and just have all the same stuff Amazon has, but sell it for like a dollar less. Like, you know, you're taking an L on profits, but at the same time, you just want to shut him down. I want it to be like that. I want her to donate money to like everything opposite of what Jeff supports, unless he supports like things that are against Trump, in which case she should keep going down the road. He's going, but if he's the kind of dick that I think he is, I want her to support everything good that he's not. I think that would be great. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I think it was um, Fallon. Shout out to Fallon. Uh, posted something that was saying that nobody should be a billionaire there shouldn't be billionaires and i don't know that's a that's a lot of fucking money like mm -hmm. if you have enough money that you couldn't spend it in a lifetime like uh you know like real real liquid money like not like worth you know because there's people who are like worth stuff but it's not actual liquid cash mm -hmm. you know so like if you have like actual like cash on hand kind of like billions of dollars no that's not okay because that means it's, it's taken away that means that i mean basically people who the poor are poor because people hoard wealth and that's hoarding wealth like you can't spend the money that's hoarding wealth that's it, a problem it, it ain't coming with you you know once you pass on, so yeah, I can definitely, uh, I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, I still do believe that uh, more people would benefit if billionaires were more open with helping out, like the homeless and and things of that nature. Um, but I know it ain't gonna never happen. Uh, Bill Gates may donate money to like causes and you'll hear about it and everything, but I, I have yet to see any real plausible change. Like well, they're not doing anything to, uh, fix the water pipes in Flint or, uh, get a, a lobbyist in, in, in Washington that's going to stand for the, abolition and change of um the police departments you know the police force they're not doing anything like that so i'm like they're they're they got this money they're using this money they're spending money and and even when they do these donations or whatever charitable event that they do i feel like it's all for tax purposes um so i'm just like until somebody who has never been rich, gets rich, nothing's going to change. And these folks got $70 billion each. 
where I'm struggling to name five people I know who got seventy dollars. It just it's it's disheartening to say the least. A man has denied running a Japanese restaurant from his home, uh, despite neighbors' complaints and a large illuminated sign hanging above his front door. <laughs> Norwich City Council says investigating the address in Norwich, which features a large sign reading Orlando's above the door, a phone number, and a web address. Orlando Williams, who lives at the address, previously ran a Japanese restaurant called Sakura Yikinuku in Norwich City Center and denies running a restaurant from the property. When asked about the sign, Williams reportedly said, All I do, I just have my name on my house. There's no restaurant here. On Thursday, the council approved an application for the property to be used as a bed and breakfast, but such approval does not allow the business to serve alcohol or operate as a restaurant. The Facebook page uh, for Sakura announced the restaurant reopened at the, Earl at the Earlham Road address in 2018 after a temporary closure. Local resident Andrew Unwin says when he first got this going, he sent some invitations and leaflets to the neighbors. The city council says the problem they've got with enforcement is that until they see him using it, they can't do anything about it. <sighs> A flyer shared on Facebook in October invited customers to, quote, book a table for sushi at Orlando's on Earlham Road, along with the caption, open every day from 4 o'clock to 10 o'clock. On review site TripAdvisor, the restaurant's page lists all the address in the city center, but images, they show the outside of Williams' home. Uh, a Norwich City Council spokesman said, we're in the middle of two ongoing investigations and a possible breach of the planning and food safety regulations, which may have legal consequences, so we can't provide specific details, which may form part of this investigation and could jeopardize the case. Nah, man. I'm not, there's no restaurant in there. Nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Welcome, come on in, come on in, come on No, no. Who would be dumb enough to, what? No. Yeah, we got valet parking in the back. No, who would be dumb enough to have a restaurant when y'all told me don't have a restaurant? Why is my name above the door? Bruh, hold on one second. Um, can you get more wine to table six? Um, reason why my name's above the door. Just in case. You ever see one of those movies where you uh, the person falls and bumps their head and like loses their memory? Yeah, Alzheimer's, yeah. Biggest fear of my life. Like, seriously, just really, I'm scared shitless of that happening to me. So, in order to combat against that, check this out, check this out. I put my name above my door and then lit it up because I can't see in the dark. And then <laughs> I put my telephone number so then if the door is locked, I can call and my wife will let me in. Yes, the special is uh, tempura shrimp and, 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 and sake. You didn't hear any of that. Mm -mm. 
Nah, that's a mess though. That he's out. I mean, obviously this dude is really running a restaurant. He really doing this shit. What? What makes you think he's what? He's doing this shit. No. But he but he's committed to that lie. He's obviously committed to the lie. Like, no. No, they no no. Like, why would you have like that makes zero sense to have a neon sign or any sign above your door to be like Orlando's like we know it's your house like like nobody does that like if it's one thing if if it was like uh wait is is his last name Orlando um no his last name is Williams first name okay. is Orlando okay so yeah so if anything if somebody's gonna have a sign outside their house it's gonna be you know like the Williams you know kind of thing you know if they're gonna have a sign mm-hmm. you know like that kind of for decoration that is not what this is. This is like Orlando's, the restaurant, you know, his place. Come have a meal. Bring your date. I don't know what you're talking about. There's what? No. Japan. What? No, we serve Chinese food. I mean, shit. We would because I like Chinese. You know what? Get out of my house. Restaurant, house, garage, valet. Did you give your <laughs> give your ticket to valet? They'll pick you up. Why do I have valet parking? Mm. I wonder what it looks like inside of his house, though. I'm about to look. Like on the inside. You know, because there are some places that, like, there's restaurants and stuff that do look like maybe at some point it could have been somebody's house or something, or it could have been a house, and then they... They've changed it and everything. So I just, I wonder what it looks like on the inside. Like, does he have like couches and stuff? Like, does he pull the tables out, you know, move the furniture around? I feel like he's got like the spinning wall where when it uh spins around uh, on one side, there's like the, the casino table. And on the other side, <laughs> there's just like a wall and, and people have to like hide in the corners and all that kind of stuff. Like so, a speakeasy. Yeah, he has a bar. <laughs> like straight up, he has a he has a bar, and um, let's see anything else. Man, who works at Orlando's? Like, I wonder what he's got. Maybe he's got like a really limited menu, and like really limited. That way, he can kind of do everything. Yeah. You know, like he's got what he's got made. What he's gonna make. You know, like there's a special of the day. That's what you come in to get, and. That's what's popping. So he's not really, really back there having to like cook and serve and maintain the bar, keep people's water glasses filled. Like it, it looks like um what are those things? Uh Benny Hanna's, the 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 grills they have the tables. It looks like he has three tables and each of the tables have one of those grills in the middle of it in his house. But you know, he don't what whatever in his house? You, girl, what? Why are you wow. tripping? Sometimes I, I want to make it a upstairs and a downstairs. It looks like, it like it. Okay, then see, he got the, the then see, he's got the restaurant downstairs, and then he lives probably above it. You know, he lives in the upper part. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even live and here. He, and he moved everything. Like he lost whatever space he had. But maybe he he owned like he didn't own the space or couldn't keep the space, but he owned the stuff. 
on the inside. That's why he could keep those tables and move those tables into his house. And they getting and it's sizzling, you know, at his at his spot now. I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't even my spot. See, that's what I was trying to explain to you this whole time. My name isn't Orlando. My name is Orlando. This isn't my house. It's it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. I don't live here. here. You got to bend and and flick. I don't live here. What? Get get out of my cousin's house. Yeah, this is my my cousin Orlando. I don't know where he went to. He said he was going to get some Chinese food because we don't have a restaurant in here. Look, look, these tables, I'm going to tell you one more time because you're obviously not hearing me. These tables, we we bought them from a restaurant that was closing, but they had hibachi tables. And my cousin just moved here? And we didn't have tables? Yeah, and now we do. And so, hey, hey, they 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 didn't like they said the steak was too cooked was cooked too well done. Matter of fact, yo, can you um while we're talking, can you roll some silverware for me? Um <laughs> Because, like, my wife makes me do chores, and the chores that I have to do include rolling silverware, uh, vacuuming the floor with this little roller push brush thing that I have, um, making sure the people are enjoying our company. They enjoy our company so much that they pay us anywhere between $25 and $35, and then they <laughs> leave. At at my house, that's that's what they, what? No, this is my cousin, Orlando. Remember, I'm Orlando. Yeah, our, our, our moms didn't get along at all. They're, they're cousins. Are you going to eat or what? <laughs> Or not. <laughs> I will give you five free meals if you just take this to your complete grave. Just stop snitching. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Make you some sushi. Um, doggone it. Another shooting happened outside of McDonald's because, of course, uh, Henry Infante of Lawrence uh, was charged on was arraigned on Wednesday of several charges, including assault and murder. Uh, he pled not guilty, um, but police alleged he was a gunman of a shooting that was captured on surveillance video at the local McDonald's on Monday night. Uh, Infante allegedly fired 11 rounds towards a man that showed up to sell car doors. The cell was set up through an app. Infante, on the other hand, accused the victim of stealing the car doors from him and then trying to resell them. The victim was struck three times. He's expected to live. Police also arrested Infante's girlfriend and accused her of attacking the victim's girlfriend and driving one of the getaway cars. Mm. Hernandez, it is not stated whether or not she said no. She attacked me first 
and she was driving my getaway car. We were going to Orlando's. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can't go to Orlando's, where the hell can you go? I, I didn't know people sold car doors. I didn't know that was a real thing. I don't, how do you move them? Because it's like, okay, well, not how do you, I mean, obviously, if you have a truck. But I'm just imagining that these people don't have a truck. That this is probably they they've shoved a car door in their car, and I just this, this is what this is what my brain went. It's just like y'all got a car door, y'all got a car door in the car. Like that would make no sense. They probably had a truck. They probably got like a nice little truck or something with a trailer, and they're like totally on the up and up. But they stole some shit, or maybe, or they were stealing shit back. Which one right. is it? See, what you don't know, officer, is this is Orlando. <laughs> See how it all comes together? Look at God. Look at Jesus. Mm-mm. No. Jesus wept. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I don't even know how to use that. I hear people say it, you know. It just sounds... I just threw it out there because it sounded right. You know, you talk about Jesus. Jesus wept. It just... It just works in my mind, but I, I like as far as like like really using it. No, I have no idea what it means. I mean, some folks use it, use it as a cuss, as a curse. Okay, like like Jesus wept. <laughs> it's mostly white people or all black folks. Jesus wept because <laughs> they feel like if they say his full name, Jesus Christ, they're going to slam to hell. So Jesus right. wept. Who who? Who didn't clean up after themselves in the bathtub? Jesus wept. <laughs> Some people use it as literally the shortest prayer before dinner in the history of ever. Okay. I'm going to bless this food. Everybody close your eyes. Jesus wept. You didn't close your eyes. <laughs> you didn't close your eyes, sir. You're grounded. How do I know you didn't close your eyes? Jesus wept. Why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> Jesus Jesus wept. Look, God, you know what? It's people like you. It's people like you. Snowflakes. Jesus wept. This is this is ridiculous. And then there are people who, when they're challenged to quote a Bible verse, they quote Jesus wept. They don't know mm. where to find Jesus wept at. They just know it's in there. I think it's John eleven thirty five. Um. I think I'm not 100% certain, but yeah, Jesus wept. There's no real wrong way to say it. John 11:35. Oh, look at the Christian kind of. I know it sort of. <laughs> but um then um you know what? Matter of fact, let's go ahead and do this. Thank you, Shantae. People are buying a 27-pound bucket of macaroni and cheese. This is why Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, apparently, uh, Chef's Banquet, which I've never heard of them before. I've heard of Banquet. They make really good TV dinners and fried chicken. Um, but Chef's Banquet sells a 27-pound bucket of macaroni and cheese that lasts for 27 years. Ew. Costco's selling it. $90 for a tub of mac and cheese that weighs 27 pounds and lasts for 20 years. 
That's stupid. That's stupid. That's that shit probably isn't gonna last for like a week. See, you know what this is? This is like population control. That's what this is. They about to kill people with mac and cheese and get these motherfuckers out of here. That's, like this is it. This is this is the move. I'm just saying, somebody's gonna come running up the house like the mac and cheese is people. <laughs> Something. I just they tripping. Like I don't understand. Like ain't no way. No. Like you got unless they're trying to say it's like non-perishable mac and cheese, but even that doesn't make any sense. Fuck with me, though. Real talk, I would buy this with, like, 20 of my friends, and we just sit there with a spoon and watch all of the Avengers movies. Oh, my God. I mean, I'd season it, of course, but still, fuck with me. You know I got it. I would tear a 27-pound bucket of macaroni and cheese all the way to fuck up. I do not by trust black that. people. It would have to say it like on, on a sticker on the front. It would have to be. It would have to say "Made by Black People." Man, because you I can't stir seasonings into a twenty-seven pound. You know how much salt it would take to fix a twenty-seven pound bucket of mac and cheese. It sounds terrible. All I imagine is that it ain't nothing but water and cheese powder. There's no way you can make it. <laughs> ain't no way you making that much with like who shredded the cheese. Like, uh, that's a lie. Nobody did. Or they bought, oh, man. What uh, if it was just a 20-something here, here it is. I just looked at it. Um, it offers 180 servings of macaroni and cheese, or 180 servings in separate pouches of elbow pasta and cheddar cheese sauce. That makes sense. See? That makes sense. That's what it, right. I'm that makes sense. I thought like, it was you thought it was a bucket. Bucket. Of mac and cheese, and like I a was, chitlin bucket. Yeah, they, it, yeah, yeah, that's just fucked up. Like a bucket of it was, instead of a bucket of chitlins, it's a bucket of macaroni and cheese. Thank God it's not, man. Thank God it's actually individual servings and stuff. Ain't no way people are see they would have died. They, everybody would have died with the mac and cheese. It costs one hundred and fifty dollars on uh, Amazon. Uh, I'm gonna need somebody to buy this for me and send it my way. For research purposes. So you got to put it on the wish list. And then you got to put the wish list in the show notes. Yes. Yes. I'm going to do that. Right now. <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, why the fuck you got a bucket of mac and cheese on your wish list? And I'm going to be like, why don't you? Which is one of the best comebacks in a movie ever. You're asking why we would burn flags. Well, the question is, why don't you, Bob? I don't, I don't think that was the direct quote, but yet the end was, why don't you, Bob? And I'm going to do that. Oh, Shante. I have decided. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, I have decided that whenever somebody, whenever I'm walking through a store, minding my own fucking business, and a white person, they're always white. It's never a black person. Whenever a white person comes up to me and says, do you work here? I'm going to say yes. Mm-mm. I saw this. And then I'm going to promptly give them the worst fucking customer service they've ever had in their entire life. Mm-mm. You got to record it then. So uh, you can put it put it on Facebook so we can see. I think it'll make it even worse. I'm going to be like, yep, I work here. And then I'm going to put it on, uh, I'm going to record it and just either lead them somewhere bad or cuss them out or something. I want them to report me. Man. 
That would be awful. And then they call a manager and the manager is like, I don't I don't even know who this is. Or what if the yo, what if the manager actually tries to reprimand you? You know, <laughs> like like for real, like the, like you do some shit like you get like the customer rolls up, you give them bad customer service. They call the manager. The manager comes back to you, you know, because, of course, managers and shit, they frazzle. They don't know who's been hired and shit. You know, like this might be a dip, like especially if it's like the not the hiring manager, but just a manager. Yo, be some wild shit. They try to like tell you, like, look, you're on the seat, you're not on the schedule. Yo, wild shit. A whole mess. I just, I just want somebody to be like. I asked him where the clothing that fit me was located at. And he looked at me and said, how the fuck should I know? I mean, Jesus <laughs> wept. <laughs> oh, I apologize shit. for my language. He, I said, can you, can you direct me towards, and he stopped me mid-sentence and said, the toothpaste is that way. <laughs> <laughs> my breath does oh. not stink, sir. That's, that's just, I have an inner gland problem. In my throat, I drank milk a long time ago, and and it spoiled midway down my throat. And now the the dentist said I just Mentos. O- okay, why are you even? I asked him, I asked him <laughs> if he could direct me towards a certain soda. All I wanted was a certain soda, and he directed me towards. He directed me towards the other comp- the competitor's brand. <laughs> and I asked him if you guys had it. And he said, why do you want that? It's nasty. Try this instead. I don't like other people's beliefs being forced on me. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Oh, man. I want he you called- to fire him right now. He called Soda Pop. And I'm upset. He dared me to call him a nigger. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awful. But you would have to get it on video. Like, you can't do this and not record it. You cannot do this and not record it. I'm telling you, I've been to, like, three places recently where they've come up to me. And I'm not even wearing, like, a uniform. I'm wearing like a sweatshirt and some jeans, and they're like, do you work here? And I've always just said no, or looked at them. That ends. Yeah, see, that's, but see, that's, that's, that's unfortunately white people for you, because they see black, and then see, like, servitude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not okay. Stop doing that, white people. If you're out there listening, stop it. At least pay attention to, like, at least make a mistake because somebody's wearing a red shirt or a blue shirt or something, wherever, you know, wherever you're at. Like, make the mistake because the person is wearing the clothes, not because, you know, you see a black person. They probably, and the people who do that, they're probably the kind of black person who's, they're probably the kind of white person who says, I don't see color. It's like, yes, the fuck you do. Mm-hmm. That's why you asking black people if they work places, but they not even dressed close to what it looks like for somebody to work at the place you're asking for. I just, I just, I've been coming here for years, and I've never. Ha- no, let me finish. 
you let me finish. I have never in my entire life experienced such horrible service. Ma'am, I keep saying he doesn't work here. You're just saying that now so I don't report him. I'm going to report you too. I'm going to report all of you. (laughs) This, you know what? Say goodbye to your paycheck now, Mr. Man. As they say in the hood, it is definitely going to go down either today or tomorrow. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say it is on. That's what That was my thought. They, they do say that, too. <laughs> it is on. It is on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. What did you say your name was? Bob. <laughs> Bob, what's your last name? You got a pencil? Yes, I got a pencil, Bob. What is your last name? Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, so first name is Bob. Last name is D O. B A L I N A. No! Mr. Dabalina. Mr. Bob Dabalina. Mr. Bob Dabalina. <laughs> My mother's Irish. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm just Oh my goodness. Yes. Um so I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping it happens soon. Um usually I either run into people who are asking me for help at uh stores or I run into people that I used to work with at stores. So I'm really hoping that the next time I run into somebody asks for help, that'll be great. Hey, how's uh, Calligraphal Hate going? Uh, great. I you mean, don't want to write, write hate mail, I, do you? I, hell no, I don't want to write hate mail. I don't want to write hate mail to people and be like, you know, especially especially because, what? well, one, writing this stuff is hard to, like, really do it accurately. Like, you got to go real slow. And so it's one thing to, like, misspell uh, something nice. You know, like if it's just something cute or whatever, or just, or even if it's just one curse word or something, it's a whole other thing to be trying to write like a whole letter. Like, if, we, if like, have you explained what calligraphal hate is? What your idea of what no, calligraphal hate is? No, I don't think is, we've gone is, over it yet. So, Shantae has this wonderful talent of making calligraphy, and it's awesome. And the work she does is amazeballs. And, um, so I had the idea of uh, using her powers for some people would call it evil. <laughs> I just call it going in a different direction. And so I want to have her use her calligraphy to tell people why they fucking suck and uh, just send them hate mail. And it's going to be called calligraphy hate. And it's the new glitter bomb. 
And I think people would really like it because she's so good at it and she writes real pretty. And so they would keep it. They like pin it up on their wall. Like this is the one where somebody told me to go fuck myself. And it's like, hey. Okay, that's great. You can charge like $50 per, I mean, get what you're worth. It may not even be 50. It may be even more than that. I don't know, man. I feel, I would feel some kind of way right now. Like, you know, fuck you, bitch. Work on my nerves. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not working at the job with you anymore. You smell like, you know, grilled, on, grilled onions and, you know, bust. Yeah, that's a good yours, one. Yours hatefully, you know, so-and-so or whatever. That's a good one. <laughs> Teenage girls were caught on a camera hurling heavy objects at McDonald's employees. It's always McDonald's. Um, in Moreno Valley, after being asked to leave the children's play area. Causing mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of damage, according to police. Quote, I was about to get hit in the head. They were throwing them pretty high, too, like they had no aim, said employee Dexter Forbes Jr. I just want to stop right there. He wasn't about to get hit in the head. That nigga just wanted to go home. <laughs> Shit, I was about to get hit in the head. Shit. <laughs> nigga, look, they threw that way up in the air, and I was like, I can catch that. And I was going to get it right here, right here in the temple. And then I was gonna sue, but at the last time, at the last minute, God intervened, and um, I slipped and fell and actually hit my head on the table. So now I'm suing all y'all motherfuckers. Uh, the news, uh, that woman right there, that three year old can get it, um, and especially <laughs> you right there who keep asking me why the shake machine's broken. It'll work when I say it works. God damn it. Ford said they broke a monitor during a fight that quickly escalated. Quote, telling me to get up and fight them. And I said, I'm not going to fight you. A 28-year-old mother who didn't want to be identified said. I mean, you saw what they did to the older man. The Mm. woman said she asked the teens to leave the kids' clubhouse where her two- and five-year-old daughters were playing. Mm-hmm. The woman said when she refused to fight the miners, they came and threw cups of water and ice at us. Her father then chased the group outside and held on to one of the girls while he called the cops. Oh, no. At that point, the victim said she ran out and told him to let the girl go. They were punching me the whole time, she said. This was the second time she said she asked the manager for help before a man in a black sweater stepped in between them and got behind the counter. Quote, He was doing way more work than my manager was. He was making sure they were okay. He walked to the back with them, Forbes said. That's the kid who was trying to get hit in the head with a rock. The manager called the cops, who Forbes said kept the manager on the phone for an extended period. After he posted several videos on social media, he was allegedly suspended and later fired. I felt like it could have been prevented, the victim said. A manager at McDonald's said he couldn't talk about the incident. And referred them to another manager who didn't immediately respond. So Forbes is trying to get that GoFundMe money. I was trying to protect everybody. I took video and got fired for it. And I voted for Trump. Support a nigga. Fuck all this shit. I'm going to work at Orlando's. Uh-uh. Nigga, they give you 
five days off a week because they don't want people to know that you actually work there. So I'm all right with that. <laughs> oh my, there's a super gonorrhea now. Oh yeah, that is a super gonorrhea. Yeah. Well, no, no. I thought there was also something going on with chlamydia too, but maybe it is just the just the gonorrhea that it's not working with the, it's not being cured by the the antibiotics and stuff. Yeah, condoms, people. Condoms. A man led police on a high speed chase on Wednesday across three southwest Virginia counties. Apparently. The pursuit from Pulaski County to Roanoke County was on his bucket list. Quote, he said it was his lifelong dream to run from the police. Mm-mm. Virginia State Police Sergeant Rick Garlett said. Dejuan Ramel Wilson of Wakefield was arrested and charged with eluding police. Garlett said more charges could be filed. I mean, it, it's always been his his goal to run from the police and live to tell the tale. That was the whole thing. They didn't want to say the rest of it. They didn't, you know, cops don't want to be looked at as the ones who keep shooting us. So he wanted to run from the police and then be able to turn himself in. So um, I'm just going to say this again real quick uh, for all the folks out there who are wondering if I forgot. I didn't forget. We could talk about more than one thing at a time on the show. If you are blaming parents for R. Kelly being a fucking pedophile, you're a piece of shit. Saying that the parents should have known better and all that kind of stuff, you're a piece of shit. Uh, You're also the type of piece of shit who would literally... Ignore the power of fame and celebrity to shit on the lowest common denominator. Yeah. That was all. There you go. Oh, and a dude came over to somebody's house and licked their doorbell. Um, No, that was weird. That was so for three hours. For three hours. Three hours. Just I saw like (laughs) I saw like a clip, and it was just he was really up on that doorbell, and it was just nothing but tongue. I don't understand what what was on dude's mind, and I also don't understand like did he get caught? Um, according to Channel Thirty Three, a thirty-three year old man identified as Roberto Arroyo. Arroyo appeared to relieve himself outside the home and stole an extension cord in addition to giving the doorbell a taste. Uh, The homeowners called police who were able to quickly identify him. Um, Police are still on the lookout for him who could face charges of petty theft and prowling. Okay, so they know who did it, but they don't have him in custody. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was, I mean, because the video was very clear. You know, as far as, like, somebody will know who this man is. Because he was right there. Up on that camera. <laughs> and the and the doorbell. Hey, I everybody, just... have you seen my bell? It's big and salty and brown. 
If you ever need a quick pick-me-up, just put my bell in your mouth. Ooh, suck on my chocolate, salty bells. Um, as somebody said, uh, it was it was Sharonda, I'll be honest with you. She was like, why don't you just eat pussy? He probably liked the taste of metal. That may be. I've seen one of those shows where folks just had those weird, like, app- weird appetites for stuff. Like those he also, who ate paper. Yeah, right. And that's, that's, I think that's called pica. When people like, when they like, they eat toilet paper or clippings or just strange kind of, like some people like they eat uh, detergent and stuff. Mm. Like I read about it. It was one of those things that I didn't know existed. It's in my, uh, I think by what to expect when you're expecting book, like a pregnancy book, because it's one of those things that sometimes happen, I guess, with expectant mothers that they start craving, like they don't just crave like pickles and peanut butter and like, you know, just strange kind of foods together. They start craving like shit that you're not supposed to eat. And it had a whole name. I think it was called Pika. If If I'm wrong, correct me, obviously. But, you know, I think it's a thing. But I also think dude, I wonder if dude knew or knows that there was a camera there and that was also part of it too. Because I think some people like to, like he knows he's doing something strange, but he wants a reaction. So he's imagining that they're probably going to watch this video and they're going to be freaked out and he's going to get off on the fact of whatever he's imagining them being freaked out. If I looked out of my window and saw somebody licking a doorbell. I don't know what I'd do. I would I, I think I would think that they were a zombie. Mm. Like on bath salts or something like that. I I, yeah. th- I think I'd attack. Really? See, I think if you think they're a zombie or you think they're on bat on on bath salt, you wouldn't open the door. Well, I didn't mean like attack like that. I mean I I like open up a window above them and pour water out or something like that. <laughs> okay. Run them off the block. When you got a two story house, you can do a lot of fucked up stuff to people as long as you're on the upper story. Like what the fuck are they gonna do? Just keep the doors locked and don't worry about the repercussions and they might throw a rock through the window, but if they're high, if, I mean he's licking a fucking doorbell, I think I'm pretty safe. For three hours. Three hours, people. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the entire Lord of the Rings. He was licking the doorbell. I left. I went to Orlando's to get some food. I came back. <laughs> he was still there licking the doorbell. Cousin came out the back door, stood and watched him for a second. He was still licking the doorbell. Woman came by, said, I got a better use for the tongue. He ignored her, kept licking the doorbell. Another woman came by and just stared at him for a second. I think she was mad. She was like, well, Jesus wept and kept it pushing. (laughs) But... I mean, 
I didn't know what to do, so I poured water on him. He didn't take it too well, because apparently pouring water on an electrical item, maybe he was getting a shock like licking a 9-volt battery. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, a guy in California, right down the block from me, actually, won the lottery. Not right down the blocks. A couple cities over. Okay. Uh, he won the lottery, and he was so happy that he won the lottery that he broke rule number one. Rule number one to win the lottery is don't tell no fucking body. Nobody. Cash out, get out, move, change your name, do whatever you got to do. Don't tell nobody. People drop off Facebook all the time. Don't say shit. <laughs> you don't even know somebody's gone to you. Try and type their name in and their name don't auto-correct or auto-appear in your shit. And you're just like, oh, wait. And then you look and you're like, oh, they're gone. Social media break. That's what, mm-hmm. you, that's what you do. Yep. Break out. Um, but no. He went and paid 30 bucks. For a lottery ticket, a scratcher, and uh, the ticket turned out to be a winner, and he thought he won $10,000, and he was so happy about the $10,000 that this fucking nitwit went home and told his roommates, and then he went to bed, and then he woke up the next day and took his ticket to the the Sacramento district office of the California State Lottery to collect his winnings but the ticket that he gave them wasn't a winner which I'm like wouldn't you have noticed that the scratch offs look different I would have first of all if I win I'm sticking the the ticket down my pants while I sleep sure I'm I'm tip drilling and I'm sticking it in my butt crack they're going to be like, yo, this stinks. I was like, but it smells so sweet to me. Um, (laughs) He thought that one of his roommates stole the ticket while he was sleeping. So he went to the local police department, who, of course, being the police, talked about it on Facebook. Um, Chris Poland said, who's a spokesman with the Vacaville Police Department, said authorities aren't naming the man at his request. The following day, On December 22nd, the man's 35-year-old roommate attempted to cash in on a winning scratch-off ticket at the same lottery office in Sacramento. But the winning ticket wasn't worth the meager $10,000 the roommate was told. It was worth $10 fucking million. California officials yet to be informed that the ticket had been reported stolen. Nevertheless, began a routine investigation uh, and then checked the video of the shop where he went to to buy the ticket and found out, nigga, that ain't you. Yeah. I mean, that's good that they that's good that they have those type of protocols in place. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's happened. That's happened a few times where someone has has someone has tried to steal the ticket like an, I heard one time. Where instead of it being like a roommate, it was like somebody that worked at the place. Like this person takes the ticket uh, to check it. And the person says like, oh, it's not a winner. 
and that person tried to take it to the the lottery place, you know, the commission or whatever, and mm-hmm. tried to do it, tried to cash it in, and they saw that they were on video. They didn't buy the ticket. They worked there, you know, just they saw that they were, you know, being shady. There was a show that came out a while back. It was a horrible show, so it didn't last long. But where a group of employees all came together and put in to win the lottery and they won. And then one of them motherfuckers started murdering all the rest of them. Oh my, like a for real thing? Like a true story thing? No. This or like a TV a, show? a TV show. I think okay. it was called The Ticket. <laughs> and so... <laughs> One of them started killing off the rest of them, and I don't know what happened next because I cashed out. Um, but I just believe that these things will happen in real life. Like, you win oh, yeah. the lottery, don't tell anybody at all. Yeah. Like, uh, I was like, when I heard about this story, I was saying the same thing. Like, you don't tell anybody. Like, you know, it's people that you would never think would try to do something to you. But the thought that they might have access to that money and you are going to keep them from getting access to that money, dead meat. Mm-hmm. Your dead mama meat. will kill you for a million dollars, depending. Like, just, you know, there's obviously there's people who would rather uh, manipulate you and try to, you know, guilt you or, you know, they'll do the long thing to try to get access to the money. But then there's other people, they will hit you over the head with a crowbar and worry about the consequences later. Yep. So nobody. I'm not nobody. Nobody, 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 nobody. I wouldn't even tell Nisha. Because Nisha could tell people. I'd just be like, we're moving. Yo, 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 I am the exact same way. I'm not telling my husband about like like because that's because you know who you know what it is like i feel it's it's not and i don't know if they're listening or whatever but whatever but um i feel (laughs) no like i feel like like i like i would tell like i would tell jarman i would tell my brother because i know that he and i are on the same page as far as like not telling people stuff like we know how to keep stuff close to our chests and everything where I wouldn't want to tell my husband, not because I don't trust him, like he's going to be a problem, but I feel like the people around him are going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he might tell a coworker and then that, and not even that the coworker is going to be a problem, but that coworker might tell somebody mm-hmm. and that person would be a problem. It's like people who I'm not even aware of would be a problem. And that's why I wouldn't tell anybody because it may because like while we are saying that it could be somebody close to you who might hit you over the head, it may just be somebody close to you telling somebody who's willing to hit you over the head. So you just don't tell anybody. You just keep it to yourself. You ain't killing me, people. Like, look, babe. Um, hey, um. All of this stuff, I need you to just pack up the video games. <laughs> that would be the only thing I would take because you can't, you know, transfer data on a lot of these systems and it takes a while. But everything else, just leave it here. Yeah, we we going on a vacation. Surprise. <laughs> Where the kids at? Um, they're at my mom's house. Yeah. Um, come on, get in the car. And we drive way the fuck out. And I'd show her the house that I already bought. 
and it would already be in a trust and everything would already be set up. Nigga, it's only $10 million. <laughs> I would have a bank account already set up and an accountant. And then I'd yes. be like, babe, we won the lottery. Yep. It ain't no calling you. Niggas, niggas won the lottery and be jumping up and down in the store right then. While other niggas are standing behind them just watching. Like, word, we won the lottery? Right. Like, nah. Hmm. All right. I'll see you at the car. <laughs> we won the like, lottery, huh? Yeah. And like if and like let's say you can't like do a whole anonymous secret, super secret, whatever. I'ma be like that lady that was wearing the emoji mask and the wig mm-hmm. when she uh got her when she claimed her money. Mm-hmm. Like that's me. Like what's your name? Standards. <laughs> Standards? What kind of name is that? It's a good one, isn't it? It's your middle name. I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? That's my middle name. I don't have one. When they asked my mom at the at the uh, hospital, she panicked. What's your last name? Bismarck. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm going home. I would. I'm. I'm. I, I'm telling you. I don't. I don't. I, I, God bless you. God bless Jarman. I don't even think I tell my brother. Because that nigga has this horrible, horrible, horrible habit of talking on the phone and speakerphone. Oh. And niggas yeah. never tell you when they're talking to you on speakerphone. They just wait until some drama jump off. Wow. Like, drama hasn't jumped off with him, but I've seen it happen where you're talking with somebody and they have it on speakerphone, and you don't know anybody else in the car with them or in the house with them or whatever until all of a sudden you're getting cussed out, and then they're like, oh, yeah, you're on speaker. That's a mess. That's like, <laughs> that's, man, that's really, like, is that has that happened recently? Mm-hmm. Really? That mm-hmm. seems so, that seems so, like, eighth grade you know, like three-way stuff that people, you know, the three-way trick, people, somebody calls somebody, and then they call the other person on three-way, and the person who they trying to catch, you know, whatever, you know, the person who wants to catch this other person talking crazy, they stay quiet and everything, and wait for the other person to say something, ah, I got you, bitch! You know, or whatever, but... In their defense, in Nisha's defense, because this actually happened with Nisha, uh, she didn't know I was going to start talking shit about our kids. It's something we do. <laughs> Just randomly. Yeah, that big head ass middle kid of ours. You know what they did yesterday? Yeah, that that one. Yeah, yeah, the thumb sucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bubblehead. Yeah, that one. Turned out, Bubblehead was in the car. And so, oh, no. Bubblehead burst into bubble tears. And I was like, uh, why didn't you tell me that they were in the car? And she was like, well... I kept trying to change the subject. I was like, you didn't try that hard. This is our thing. Can't trust it anymore. Can't do it. Can't make fun of the kids. So, a California couple desperate for a child found a willing partner in a woman who no longer wanted her baby. Uh, Matt and Laura Trady, a couple from Southern California, said they were promised they could adopt a newborn girl from Elizabeth Jones, not related, who resides in Scott County, Virginia. Quote, we've spent and put every penny into it, said Laura. 
emotionally and financially invested completely to complete our family. The Trady family created the website, a sibling for Hudson, in hopes of finding another baby. Quote, we dove headfirst into this process with our hearts, said Matt. In September 2018, Elizabeth Jones reached out to the Tradies. According to Matt and Laura, Jones told them that she was five months pregnant and wanted them to have custody of her child. Her reason for putting this baby up for adoption was that she wanted to focus on her career, said Laura. The Trady family told News 5 that they flew to Nicholsville in November to finalize adoption plans and to take professional photos with Elizabeth announcing the adoption. Quote, we had professional pictures taken, we toured the hospital, and we met with the lawyer. Quote, it was at that time that she signed the power of attorney. The Mm -hmm. Trady said they spoke with Jones almost every day for months and were convinced that Elizabeth Jones would allow them to adopt the baby. On November 29th, Jones sent Laura Trady text messages saying how much pain she was in and that the baby was coming any minute. Laura and her husband rushed to the hospital to meet Jones and her baby girl, her new baby girl, but they said they found Jones sitting in the hospital lobby fully clothed. Another nurse came walking up and said that must be a common name because there's someone named Elizabeth Jones, but she's not pregnant, said Laura. She's here for lower back pain. Mm. Elizabeth Jones admitted in an exclusive interview with News 5 that she made the whole thing up, but she, you know, she's not sure why. Wow. Quote, well, you know, that's the million dollar question. I mean, I, I go to therapy, but we're still trying to figure that out, said Jones. I mean... I don't know if I don't know if I just needed someone to talk to her. You know, I don't know. Jones said she's sorry to the Trady family, but thinks the couple should have known she was fooling them. <laughs> Quote, I think they were red flags, said Jones. Oh, wow. I mean, if I had red flags, I would check them out before I hopped on a plane and met someone. Both families are now trying to move on. The Trady said they hope their story will bring changes in the adoption industry. Quote, we're trying to turn our tragedy, this something evil, into something good, they said. Jones, however, is asking for peace in the situation. What I did? I should have never done it. But I'm not a horrible person, said Jones. I'm really not. And I really wish people would see that. Because people make mistakes all the time. Wow, sis. Wow. People are strange mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. Cause like that's some like what you did really is horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like what she did was is really bad. So I don't understand this whole insistence to try to say that you're not a horrible person. Cause it's just like, well, you did something or you was a horrible person that day or that those few months. Like you did that shit. <laughs> Like, even if you're not a horrible person now, you were. Like, the impact has been felt. So, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand this. I'm not a bad person. Like, bitch, yes, you are. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's really sad, too. Man, I wonder, I wonder if they did it, I wonder if they did it like that way with the website and hoping that somebody reaches out to them 
because adopting through like other channels is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like it is so 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 expensive. Like when you find out how expensive it is, it's just like what? You know, because you because then it's just like well, of course that's why kids don't get adopted. And that's you also know. why white uh, why black children tend to get adopted more than white children because they said that black children are cheaper than white children. Oh, Just, eh, it's so awful. Mm-hmm. What you know? She's not a bad not person. A, not a bad person. You're a bad person. What was her name? Elizabeth Jones, but she's not related to me. Right. You're a bad person, Elizabeth. You're bad. You made a bad decision. And you hurt people. You're bad. You may not be bad forever, but you're bad right now. You're bad now. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And because you're not, that makes you an even worse bad person. Like, you're just winning all of the, uh, all of the everything. Yep. You need to make amends, Elizabeth. I don't know how. You need to do it, though. Good luck. Recently, one Chinese guy saw a clip of a nice haircut on the internet. He paused the video of it and showed it to a barber, who then proceeded to give him a very accurate recreation of it. So accurate, in fact, that it included the play button from the video being shaved on <laughs> either side of the guy's head. Oh, wow. On really? Weibo, a friend explained that the barber had asked the guy if he really wanted the triangles. Not understanding the question, he had replied in the affirmative. That's the whole story. Hey, so, you, want the, you want the triangles? Is that we? Is, is that what... The tri- Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get the triangles. That sounds... She says she's going to tuck me from the back. I don't even know what that is. I'm trying to figure that out. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like he cut... Like, he actually did get the haircut, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he got a... Like, he didn't... Because, like, what I'm imagining, though, is, like, this dude made a, a video... Like, a an image of the video on the guy's head. But the guy got a haircut just with a play button on it. Yeah, on both sides of his head. <laughs> That's why you got to look in the mirror when they're cutting your hair. I mean, I, I don't know how other people get their hair cut, but I don't trust barbers enough. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Like, you see him. Hey, hold on one second. I, matter of fact, I stop barbers like, hey, can you uh, right here, right right here on the front, can you line me up a little bit better? Yeah. Okay, cool. Go. That's me in a nutshell. Like, I'll stop you in a millisecond. You ain't fucking my shit up. I paid too much money for this. Yeah, that's... Yikes. He probably thought he was gonna look... He probably he probably thought he was gonna have a fresh haircut confidence boost and instead got a play button. Stop! <laughs> Collaborate and listen! <laughs> Like, can you imagine? Oh my God! Can you imagine like rolling up on somebody who's like a jerk, and you got a play button on the side of your head, and they gonna mush that play button constantly on the side of your head till that shit grow out? 
or you cut it off and somebody poking you in your head, that's terrible. Oh, man. Where's the pause button? I just... <laughs> where's, where's the stop button? Just stop. Don't, don't, don't even talk to me. Just stop. I don't, I don't want to know anything about you. <sighs> Boy. So, uh, I went and saw the Escape Room movie. And apparently everybody else loves it. But me. I don't understand that. So who's in this? I don't even know what this is. Lawrence. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I I still don't know what this is. I haven't seen the trailer for this, but okay. Escape Room is a movie about uh, Lawrence and the woman from Daredevil, the blonde white woman. Uh, from Daredevil, and then... Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Karen. Oh, yeah, Karen. Karen. Yeah, Karen. Karen is so just bland and yet at the same time. Uh, so annoying uh, yeah. in so many different ways. I think... I think that's my biggest issue with Karen, is that she's just like... She just really reeks a white woman. That's really what it is. That's what it is, and then they want to throw... And we didn't segue into Daredevil, but anyway. But it's... uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's... <laughs> But no, like it, it really is just like like she's like she does typical white woman stuff and then she they, they keep putting her as like the damsel in distress at different points, but then when she's a damsel in distress, she does things that get other people hurt or killed or just I can't deal with it. I don't I don't like Karen. I don't mm. I don't like Karen. Karen bothers me. I think Karen bothers everybody. Karen's a bad just character she's a bad just uh so she's in this movie and i'm like uh like as soon as i saw her it was like uh <laughs> and she makes the karen faces like i don't know there's people who just shouldn't make certain faces and karen i don't even know what her real name is she's just karen um she shouldn't make certain faces but she does and then there's like two other people there's three other people actually who are in the movie one is a uh young black lady who is a college student and then one is a gamer who does escape rooms all the time and then one is a truck driver he's a truck driver and so um for some reason which they never explain they all get invited to this escape room so, like, the girl who's in college, her college professor who's told her, you need to go out this weekend because she's really uptight, of course. This is, like, stereotypical right. shit. Uh, and, and you can tell since she's the first person they show in the movie that she's going to survive. But um, they're like, hey, he's like, hey, you need to go relax and unwind and go make some friends. So, later on, she gets a box uh, from that has her teacher's name on it, like addressed to her from her teacher, and it's an invitation to this escape room. Lawrence gets an invitation from one of his clients, uh, or from his boss. I think it was from his boss, um, because he just pulled off a big deal. This other white dude gets an invitation from his boss. It made no reason why. And then the rest of them, they don't even say why they got an invitation. Like, these are the three people that they talk about. is Lawrence, 
this uh, college student and the white kid, the white dude. And then they go to this escape room place where niggas start dying. Right. And at no point does it say, hey, why did my teacher invite me to this place? Oh, wait, they never, wait, she didn't do that? Really? They never ask, why did my teacher send me this invitation? Hey, who invited you here? My boss. Why did your boss send you an invitation to this place? Like, why, what was the reasoning behind them giving y'all these invitations to a death room? Nobody ever asked. They never looked back on it. Wow. No wonder you didn't like the movie because they didn't even do what these movies usually do. Like if it's like if it's any of these situations where people kind of get thrown into these like dangerous, perilous things. And then you find out that it was like some secret society, whatever kind of shit that that's why they were all sent there or something or somebody lost a bed or it was an evil spirit or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Well, at the end of the movie. They end up saying, like, at the end of the movie where everybody's dead and they made it through the final room or whatever it may be, this random dude shows up and he's like, I was the game master and I put this all together for folks on the dark web to watch. Still doesn't say anything about their bosses. Still doesn't say anything about why they got invited. Turns out each one of them have a secret past where they were supposed to die. Everybody else died but them. So it's like Final Destination and shit. Um, it didn't make any sense. The escape room setups were awesome, but it didn't make any sense. I didn't like it. I mean, it was a... For me, I went and saw it with cinema. It didn't cost me any money. So as far as a... I would sit down and watch this on... An HBO free weekend where I have literally nothing else to do and my kids are asleep and my wife is like, I want to watch this. And then we get in a fight when I say I want to watch something else. (laughs) And then the remote runs out of batteries and both of us are too uh, lazy to get up and get more batteries out of the drawer. And there's a huge storm so we can't leave the house. And we're out of gas and there's nothing else on TV. And I've read every book and all the books caught on fire. And Nisha doesn't want to play dominoes, spades, or any board game. All of that would have to happen in order for me to recommend watching this movie. All of it. All of it. And I'm telling you. Everybody that I've talked to who's seen this movie has been like, it was a really good movie. And I'm like, did y'all not real see? Like, we're on a different page as far as how we how we look at movies. This movie was, the, the escape room parts were serviceable. It was good action, even though shit didn't make sense in that either. Mm-hmm. But, mm-mm. the movie overall, nope, nope, nope. I would not recommend it to anybody unless you have... Cody or some other free video watcher and you ain't got shit to do. And even then I would just suggest that you jack off and take a nap. Yeah, that doesn't sound mm-mm, that doesn't sound good at all. But I do understand the possibility that you are looking for like a linear story that makes sense 
And it's possible that other people are just watching for action and just kind of accepting everything at face value. They got invited. It doesn't matter who invited them. What matters is what's happening right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that people just looked past everything else and were focused on just the action or whatever. And they were able to turn their brains off. Good for them. I couldn't. Because there were other yeah. things. That was the big, that was the most egregious thing. But there were other things that were just like, hold up. Like people died in places where nobody should have died. Mm. Like there were parts, like the first escape room, and this is what they show on the preview. Um, the room, somebody turns, like takes the doorknob off the door. And one of the people was all excited, like, oh, the game has started. And so another... Uh, the the young black woman sees a book that says Fahrenheit, whatever it is. Four, oh, 451. 451. And so underneath the doorknob is a a temperature thing. So she thinks that if you turn it to 451, the door will open. She turns to 451. The entire room turns to an oven. Mm-hmm. And starts like dropping and the room, the, the walls start closing in. So it gets hotter and hotter and all that good stuff. And they got to escape. That's what they showed in the preview. Okay, fine. In the next one, they're just in like a, a Iceland. They're in like a frozen tundra area. And somebody is uh, standing on the ice. And out of nowhere... The ice just fucking breaks and he falls underneath it. Nobody murdered him. The room didn't murder him. He was standing on thin ice. The ice broke. That could have happened to anybody. That was random. And the thing is, nobody nobody even thought about him after that happened. Nobody was like, oh shit, Donnie is dead. I don't know his name was Donnie, but Donnie is dead. We got to do something. But then when Karen died, everybody was like, Karen was my best friend. Did they which, really? Yes. Really? Which, which also... Uh. I. Ladies and gentlemen, one thing, one thing, Rashani's pet peeve. I know I've talked about these a lot. There's a lot of pet peeves I got. Go suck a dick. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest pet peeves that I have now is on these. I've been watching a lot of cooking competitions. Top Chef, Hell's Kitchen, Master mm-hmm. Chef. Um, I don't know anymore. I'll talk. Oh, the Great Food Truck Race. All of them. I just love cooking shows. Can y'all stop acting like the people who get kicked off those shows are your best motherfucking friends? Like you're all, they get voted off the show. Please pack your knives and go. And you see motherfuckers wiping tears from their eyes and hugging each other. Motherfucker, it's only the second day of the competition. (laughs) I'm going to love, I'm going to miss her. I loved her. Like nobody else understood me but her. She made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the way I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like shut the fuck up. Y'all better go out there and play this competition the way it's supposed to be played. Hell's Kitchen. They just yelled at each other for a good 45 minutes. And now, I don't know if I'll be able to function without her. She made my life better. Motherfucker, you married at home. You better stop saying that about that woman. Your wife gonna get suspicious. Or your significant other. Whatever it may be. Just, I, you know what I'm talking about, Shantae? Like, all these competitions have these motherfuckers who get voted off and somebody's crying and they hugging and shit. Nigga, I'm not hugging your punk ass. I'll be in the back like one down. <laughs> I haven't watched a cooking show like that in a long time, but it does. I could see that. I could see that totally happening like really early on in the show. Last episodes, they still hugging. 
And I can see the last episodes of the show, like, because now you've gotten to know people and y'all have worked through stress or whatever it may be. But even then, we ain't friends. Nigga, a competition's only, like, 10 weeks long. I don't know. That's a long time to be stuck with somebody, though. Not to be, like, besties. Well, I think the intensity of the the show, of what you're doing, heightens the attachment that people have. You know, it's like when people go through, it's like they say when people go through like traumatic experiences with other people, Mm -hmm. they end up close to each other. So it's like it's a traumatic experience. I think that's 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 probably that's what I would assume is happening in those kind of cooking shows or reality shows or whatever. Like it's a traumatic experience. You can't contact people that you're normally close to. So you create you know, attachments in a way that you probably wouldn't have if you were just out in your regular life. Mm. But it's still hokey to watch, though. It's still hokey to watch, because you're just like, but you don't even know that girl. Or you don't even know that guy. Bye, bye, Janet. Who else want to go with him? Oh, you wish they could have taken you in in their place? Hey, hey, Padma. This motherfucker right here, right next to me, just said that (laughs) she wished she could go in his place. No, don't bring him back. Just she said she also said in the back that her child, like she misses her kid. She doesn't know she could uh focus. Just send her home. <laughs> Get her out of here. You know, I I'm okay with the fact that uh one person quit because of religious reasons and y'all still throwing somebody off the show. I'm all right with that. Get them all out of here. No new friends. Hey, what's your name is? <laughs> No new friends. That's my name. I'm going to beat you. After I finish beating, you can come to my restaurant. (laughs) Until then, don't talk to me. I'm not your buddy. I'm not here to make friends. None of us even live by each other. And it's not just that show either. Fucking Project Runway. Yeah. Project Runway's got it bad. Niggas be hugging with people that they were about to fist fight just a little bit ago. Going savage on motherfuckers and then, oh, I just, I don't understand why. They were such good people. Nigga, you knew them for five weeks. I don't even know if my kid is good people till they're like four. I don't even want to risk it. I tell them. Look, until you pass probation, I can send you the fuck back. I'll leave you on the side of the road. Tell your grandma to pick you up. You'll be my uh, brother going forward. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's harsh. I am proud of myself for that one. Okay, I'm not really proud of myself, but I could be. So... Florida. Uh-uh. A Florida substitute teacher accused of spreading feces. A Florida substitute teacher accused of spreading human feces. I'm sorry, that's a full sentence. Uh, on tables and grills at a park where a principal was set to host a birthday party, told deputies that, you know, she was displeased with the way that he handled a professional issue. But she, she, she was mad at how she was handling a problem. If there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. If you don't, I'm going to spread shit on your shit. (laughs) 
News outlets report that the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office uh, says Philippi, Philippi Shores Elementary School substitute teacher Heather Carpenter, it's always a Heather, told deputies she spread the feces on December 1st to disrupt the birthday party Principal Allison Foster planned for her daughter. Damage to the park totaled more than $2,300, including grills and tables that had to be replaced. 42-year-old Carpenter was charged with damaging property and criminal mischief. She didn't respond to a request for comments on Monday. That's shitty. So shitty. That's how terrible. I guess she just wanted to be invited. Wow. So she like went she went shitty maleficent yeah. on people. <laughs> yeah. Let me in the club or I'm gonna burn it down. That's simple. Mm-mm. Like why didn't she just like smear shit on the on the on the like the the principal's car or something? Like I don't understand ruining a child's birthday party. The baby had it coming. <laughs> like I, well, I do get it because she probably she's probably going for maximum impact. You know, like she wants she doesn't just want the principal to be inconvenienced and upset. Like she wants the kid to be upset. Therefore, that upsets the parent. You know, that upsets the principal. Everybody else who's been invited is going to be upset. So that further upsets the principal just like everybody is just devastated upset yeah did you hear what heather did to the principal's birthday party who's heather who the fuck is heather like seriously who the substitute teacher that's her name shit i called her linda what did (laughs) linda do Heather, right, Heather. You got to keep telling me because she was a fucking substitute teacher. She was only here for two days, and you know my motto say with me, no new friends. That's right. So, <laughs> the fuck did Linda, Heather, Heather, you're going to have to keep telling me. I'm drunk. Um, the fuck did Heather do? Shit. On a barbecue? What? What? I shook that. What? With her hand. She spread shit with her. Did, did she wear gloves? Bitch, I shook her hand. <laughs> oh, God, Linda, Heather, Heather. I got to say it like 16 times before I remember somebody's name. Heather. For the principal's birthday party? Her daughter. The little one? The, the one who. Yeah, the one who likes Paw Patrol. Who would have thought? What the principal do? Yeah, I can see her doing that. Yeah. Niggas cry nowadays. Yeah. What the daughter do? She. She played in it. Oh, that's shitty. No pun intended. Did Linda. Heather. Heather. Did Heather get arrested? $2,300, huh? Hmm. I I guess the best way to take care of this is fucking no more substitute teachers. Just pay me my fucking tenure and I won't take any more sick days. What you think about that, Bob? Huh? 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 Oh, never mind. Sorry. Said too much. Uh, I will talk with you later. Click.
And scene. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm cool. That's horrible, but... Uh, that goes right next to this. So, a Baltimore fugitive was arrested in York County. Um... He, he, he was a wanted fugitive out of Baltimore in Spring Grove. He was arrested in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. Police say that Anthony Doodoo Butt Ward <laughs> was apprehended on the 400 block of North Pine Avenue on December 26, 2018. He was wanted for attempted first degree murder for his involvement in a road rage style shooting. They took Doodoo Butt into custody without incident. Yikes. That's just a fucked up nickname. That is so messed up. Like, that's terrible. That's shitty. <laughs> like, I don't... Uh-uh. Because on, on some level, you just... it. He obviously just accepted it. You know? Like, you would think... Like, it's one thing if people call you shit and everything, but you don't have to accept it. But, like, he accepted it. He probably answers to it. That's awful. What is going on with you, dog? Stop. Doodoo Butt Ward. I feel like that's a nickname that his older brother gave him. Probably so, or like a grandma a grandmother. Nah, grandparents wouldn't do that, but an older brother, right around the time that you're like they're like four and you're two, they would start calling you doo-doo butt. It's just fucked up that your parents would agree with it. You know what? He's got something there. No, we're not going to punish him. <laughs> Doo-doo butt. <laughs> Did you wipe properly? Doo-doo butt. Bad. And at center, six Mm-mm. foot five inch, doo-doo butt ward. No. Doo-doo-butt. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not even mad now about the guy who named his restaurant in Orlando's. <laughs> yeah, that's my nickname. Uh, I don't know how it got started, but I don't, I've, I've had this restaurant for like three years. Um... My wife suggested that I name it something near and dear to me, so I decided to use my nickname. And for some reason, we're not getting any real business. So we contacted, um, yeah, yeah, him, the dude from uh, Kitchen Nightmares and Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, him, the the Gordon Ramsay. We invited him to come out and help us fix our, our business. Uh, the 24 hours of hell thing. He pulled up with a truck and he pulled up in front of our restaurant and he sat out there for two hours. And we thought he was planning stuff out, drawing up a blueprint, getting the future ready. And we were all excited. And he came in the door and he punched me in my stomach and he grabbed me by my collar and he whispered in my ear, change the fucking name. <laughs> 
of your restaurant. <laughs> I don't understand what he's so mad about. Like, why is he so up in arms? I mean, Doodoo Butts is a reputable restaurant. We sell duck la la orange and, and, and French foods and all that kind of stuff. Why they hating? Would you eat at a place called Doodoo Butts? Would you eat Doodoo Butt? Mm-mm. Our motto is, do you eat butt? <laughs> no. No. Oh, boy. Shante, go ahead and do your shout-outs. Uh, yeah, shout-out to everybody uh, who continues to listen to the show and, and support us on Patreon and uh, support us on Facebook and everywhere, Spotify, you know, wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate you. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Shantae already said it, but I'm going to say it too. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big copycat. Um, we're available on Anchor now. Um, and hopefully they're going to spread us to other places. So that's a good thing. Uh, check out the Patreon. Uh, it's available. And um, if you feel so in, inclined... We have a fundraiser that's going on. I will put that into the show notes. Um, the fundraiser is not for the show, but it, it's helping me out. I have a youth basketball team, and due to the fact that, um, you know, it was funny when I was a kid. To, not funny, but it was just a way of life that when you went to the park to play basketball, you would leave the park with somebody else's basketball, and it was just the way things went. It's not so funny when it's your basketball's. I am now down to one basketball, and I have three youth teams and one basketball, and so I am doing a fundraiser to hopefully raise money. I I have a wish list of things that um, my basketball team needs, like, desperately. Uh, It it includes basketballs. There's also uh, ladders and defensive equipment and bungee cords. Everything we've had, the last time I did a uh, fundraiser was in 2014. And those basketballs have either gotten stolen or they've lost their grip. And the equipment, uh, my kids have this issue with leaving my garage open. And people have an issue with walking into my garage and just taking stuff. And so the uh, equipment is gone. So, I will put that information into the show notes. If you'll help out, I appreciate it. This single simulcast, episode 228. Uh, she's Shante. I'm Rashani. Uh, there was a song that I really enjoy called The Great Depression. <laughs> Strangely enough, uh, it's called The Great Depression, but it's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's written by this guy named Dre, Gangsta Dre. Um... And it was written back in like 1997, 1998. But I rediscovered it a couple weeks ago. And it's really startling to me how open and honest this young black kid was back in the 90s when it was not in any way, shape, or form in vogue to do so. So open and honest about his depression. And um, one of the most lasting memories that I have of this song is his last words on the song which is that he uh, he hopes that depression will fade away as he grows older. 
And it's just interesting to hear that hopefulness because there was no education on it back then, really. Back in the 90s, folks were just getting sent upstairs if they had mental health issues or they were being told to toughen up. So uh, I am going to put that song at the end of this show. I would hope that y'all take time out to listen to it. It really is a good song. Um, it's a rap song. Um, but it's a good, it's, it's really good. Um, I hope y'all are able to bless somebody. And if you can't bless each other, go bless the owners of Orlando's. Obviously they need business. Um, and, uh, bless somebody with your help in a grocery store. Uh, especially if you don't work there. Uh, they will really appreciate that. Let's start a whole movement. Again, this single simulcast, uh, she Shante, I'm Rashani. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. This is single simulcast. Only in the hole with the body. As the sun shines down upon my bald head, Seems I'm getting closer and closer to that day where that sun is going to be all a dream. For real, though. Sometimes I wonder if the world's my weakness. Like I can only turn to God for my worries to see. Uh, hoping to make a change in this life I live. Reminiscing on my relative, wishing he was still here. It's been a year today. Got me weak, got me sitting by the curb. Just and drinking. Uh, it's just me and I'm all alone. Kicked out the house, so my car's my home. A rolling stone as I hold my own. And stack mail up on the block. The youngest motherfucker hogging all the night. Me and my brother had to hang tough. Mm. We got in arguments, but stood back to back. Uh. When times got rough growing up, I went through changes like Pampers. I seen the unforgivable, dirty, dirty shit, just like clothes hammers. A long way, a long day on this road I chose. And at the age of 18, I hit the great outdoors. And it was me by my low, by my fucker home. Y'all done seen niggas say they down for life, turn four. The Great Depression is some shit that you can feel. You can feel. The Great Depression is real, and that's the deal. Wow. Time is ticking, consequences are great. Sometimes I just be chilling in my room. Many people are living this way. Great Depression. In every city, in every state. It really don't matter if I'm talking to you. Cause everybody can relate. Like the world is on my shoulders, man. I'm so everybody out there can feel me on this Great Depression. Hell, it better. Worldwide. I'm closer and closer to being dead Already in jail, so that's my other op I'm getting mail, but at the same time I'm at a stop Feel like I'm dropping in the hole with no bottom Man, I should've shot, I should've crooked-ass cops Screaming, I got him The thing is this, if I was in school And abiding by some rules, maybe I wouldn't be on the corner Hanging, selling rocks and thinking I'm cool But now they got me in the cell Living hell just as well On the 8th floor, just turned 18 without no bail They said I'd end up either dead or in jail But now I'm all stressed out Can you tell I'm it's my girl and my family so much It's fucked up, I can see them but I can't touch Down on my luck, if I had one wish I'd take away all depression Smoking weed instead of stress Ain't learned your lesson yet Wanna hang with the big boys, no longer defeat Just making it in the ghetto is a black man's dream So when you're all stressed out And at the end of the road Whether it's death the house, no Dealing with shit you can't cope, it's great depression